With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Monday. And my, oh my, does it feel good to say that. So let's recap the winning card for you. Well, it was an all-college football day for me on New Year's Day, and it didn't start the best. If you go back over the last two years, what's my record betting Wisconsin games either for or against? It's not good. That's all I know. I don't want to go through the pain of looking it up, but I know I've lost a ton of units when it involves the Wisconsin Badgers. I should have just played the over in this game. Instead, I backed LSU minus the eight and a half, and I lost the ticket. Then I had Liberty and Oregon over the 68. If you go back and listen to what I said on the podcast on New Year's Eve about this football game, I talked about it could be a repeat of Georgia-Florida State. Why didn't I just back the Ducks then? I also said the team total on Oregon was probably a good bet. That also cashed. But out of that entire equation, I decide to pick the loser, and I bet the over 68 for the game and lose the ticket. Iowa and Tennessee, I bet the first half under 17 and a half. Got a little dicey there. A couple touchdowns for the Volunteers, but ultimately goes into the break 14 nothing, and I cash the ticket. Then the granddaddy of them all. Oh, boy, what a football game this was. Didn't feel the best about it late in the fourth quarter, but Michigan rallies, sends it to overtime, and in the end, I get to cash the minus one and a half, and I'm smiling from ear to ear. Then in the All-State Sugar Bowl, oh, good football game here, too. A lot of points. I had Washington plus the four. They get the job done against Texas, and I cashed that ticket. So three and two on the day. A winning day to start the new year. Not the greatest bowl season for me, but I always feel good when I hit the two biggest games there, which I did here on Monday. So now, let's get to the card for Tuesday, and we start with college basketball. And we start at the Big Ten. It's Purdue, minus the six and a half at Maryland. So how many Big Ten teams went into Maryland last year and won? That would be zero, including Purdue. The Boilermakers lost 68-54 to last year in this building. Both teams have won five straight. Purdue is 12-1 on the season, having played the 11th toughest schedule in the country. Their lone loss was in overtime at Northwestern. Maryland, on the other hand, they're 9-4 on the season, having played the 304th toughest schedule in the country. The Terps have lost to Davidson, UAB, Villanova, and Indiana this year. The Terps' leading scorer missed the last game with an illness. He's listed as questionable, but I would expect him to go. The Boilermakers are number one of the country. They will get the Terps' best shot. There's no doubt about that. It's a 3.8 home court edge for Maryland. Tough place to play. This will not be easy, but Purdue lost their only true road game this season, I expect much better in this one. They have the best player. They have the best team. So I'm going to lay the six and a half with the Boilermakers of Purdue on the road at Maryland. Next up, it's Colorado State minus the three and a half against New Mexico. So a couple heavyweights meet here to open play in the Mountain West Conference. 
Both teams are 12-1 and one on the season. New Mexico lost at St. Mary's by 14. Colorado State lost to St. Mary's by three at home. The Lobos' best win this season was over UC Irvine, ranked 70th in the country. The Rams' best win this season was against Creighton, ranked 16th in the country. Colorado State has played the tougher schedule, 53rd versus 197th for the Lobos. New Mexico is better in defensive efficiency. They rank 32nd versus 87th for Colorado State. The Rams are better offensively, though, 11th in the country versus 53rd in the country for New Mexico. But the leading scorer for New Mexico, Jamal Mashburn, just returned for the Lobos. So put an asterisk next to that one. New Mexico has a pair of top players questionable going into this game. Second leading scorer and assist man, Donovan Dent, missed last game with a quad injury. And their fifth leading scorer, True Washington, missed the last game with an illness. So will they go? You never know in college basketball, or at least I don't know anyway. The Rams have won five straight against the Lobos in Fort Collins. All have been by six or more. Hope that trend continues tonight. I'm on the Rams of Colorado State, minus the three and a half against New Mexico. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Next up on the card, a non-conference battle. I'm on Harvard, minus the three and a half against Albany. So I still expect the leading scorer, Malik Mack, to be out for the Crimson of Harvard. But at three and a half, this place still appears to have some value. The Great Danes of Albany are 8-6 and six on the season. They were preseason number 7 in the America East Conference, and they're coming in off an impressive 51.8% shooting night against Long Island. Meanwhile, the Crimson of Harvard are 8-4 and four on the season. They're coming in off a 9-point loss at home against Iona. We backed the Gales in that game. Harvard shot just 36.7% in that game. And as a reference point, Iona's ranked 161st in the country, and they would be favored by six over the 247th-ranked Albany Great Danes. This should be a favorable matchup for Harvard. So with or without Mac here, I'm going to lay the three and a half on the Crimson of Harvard against Albany. Next up, it's SMU minus the eight and a half against Charlotte. So America Conference opener for both teams. SMU is 9-4 and four on the season. Their losses have been against Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Dayton, and Arizona State. Some pretty good teams there. Their best wins in the non-conference have been against West Virginia and Florida State. The Mustangs, D, well, that's been the key this season. They're ranked 27th in defensive efficiency. Meanwhile, the 49ers of Charlotte, they're 6-6 six and six on the season. Having played the tougher schedule... They rank a, or it was ranked 100th in the country. 
Four of their six losses have been by single digits this year. Last out, they lost by four at Stetson, shooting 47.5%. The computer numbers tell me that I have a bit of value on the Mustangs at home in the conference opener, so I'm going to go ahead and lay the eight and a half with SMU over Charlotte. Then I'm going to give you five games I talked myself out of. So these were my last plays eliminated in college basketball. I almost played Wisconsin, but I just referenced I'm terrible at Wisconsin bets. Plus, Chucky Chucky Hepburn status kind of scared me there. Don't know if he's going to go tonight or not for the Badgers. I almost played Boston College. I had this as a circled game, but then you have a lot of bad blood here. Extra motivation for Wake Forest after what happened last year, so I stayed away from it. I almost played Creighton. I felt like bounce back spot for the Blue Jays coming off a couple losses. They're too good to start 0-3 in the Big East. But Georgetown has been sitting around since, what, December the 22nd when they lost by 30 points to Marquette. So I think they'll be ready in this game. 12 and a half delay on the road. Just felt like a little bit too much tonight, even in a bounce back spot for the Blue Jays. I almost played Wyoming. I do think they cover tonight, but Tim Miles burned me last time out against Santa Clara. Didn't want to repeat that again, so I stayed away from that game. I almost played Miami of Ohio, but there's a two-time transfer for Western Michigan that has now been back for three games, so maybe the Broncos are a little better team than I have evaluated in the handicap anyway, so I didn't touch that game either. So those are my last five I eliminated. I just wanted those on the record, along with my logic, why I pulled them off my card, even though at one point I had all five on my card. Next up, we go to the coin flips, and we start in the NBA. It's the Chicago Bulls at the Philadelphia 76ers. Total on this one is 224. Tails it is. I'm on the under 224 between the Bulls and the 76ers. Then on the frozen pond, I selected the Washington Capitals at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Total of six. Tails it is again. I'm on the under six between the Capitals and the Penguins. So let's recap my card for a Tuesday. In college basketball, I'm on Purdue, minus the six and a half at Maryland. I'm on Colorado State, minus the three and a half against New Mexico. I'm on Harvard, minus the three and a half against Albany. I'm on SMU, minus the eight and a half against Charlotte. Your coin flips in the NBA, I'm on the Bulls and the 76ers under the 224. Then on the Frozen Pond, I'm on the Capitals and the Penguins under the six. So that's my card for a Tuesday. Enjoy the games. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.